Hi, and welcome to the Indie Music Podcast, the podcast for independent musicians and other audio professionals. We're your hosts. I'm Matt Denton, also known as Mojo of Ragged Birds Music. I'm a Bay Area mix engineer and recording artist. And Douglas Reynolds of Resonance Mastering, a mastering engineer in Bloomington, Illinois. Welcome to Indie Music Podcast, episode 216. Tonight, Matt and Doug discuss the microphones they use for the podcast. Then they talk about Doug's desire to add a Royer mic to the mix for his guitar recordings. Asia bursts in and bumps her head. Then they talk about practicing and carving out time wherever possible to work on things that are fun and interesting. Enjoy the show. What's happening? What is happening? What's happening? What's going on, man? Well, I think I figured out why my audio is like really kind of weird and it like had different levels. Is I had a guitar mic plugged in and it was picking up. In addition to my to my vocal mic. Oh, well that would do it. Yeah. I knew something was going on. That last uh that last one had a little hotness and <laughs> I just realized it here when I was setting up and I saw, oh, that's picking up signal out of that second channel. Oh. Even yeah, though, more than your usual hotness. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's on fire. You were on fire. <laughs> you were smoking. <laughs> our challenge to make this sound professional it is <laughs> speaking you're kind of sounding a little echoey and tinny but maybe that's just zoom it could be zoom it could be oh you know what i may have i may have the wrong microphone set up oh, hang on one second don't <laughs> how's that oh much there better. it is Got to be much better There's now. There's the silky smooth. Got to be much better now. Yeah, big difference between the uh, Pro Lewitt condenser and my cheap webcam <laughs> <laughs> microphone. Fancy that. Which is yep. echoey and tinny. Well, yeah, it picks up a lot of room because yep. it's over there on the top of my monitor and not right in my face like this one. Yeah, wow. Yeah, it sounds way different. So... Tell me about the the Lewitt mic because I'm. I think it sounds really good. Have you ever recorded? I thought you had one guitar. No. Oh no! You know what? I sold the um, the that T Rex. Okay. Um, and that was the only Lewitt mic that I had. Oh okay. Well, it's just it's a workhorse condenser. I was really impressed with um, you know, uh, Warren Hewitt. He did that one video when they first came out with this one. This is kind of like a you know medium to low budget, you know level mic i mean that's where it's aimed but it's you know it's it's pro level quality but it's it's aimed at you know kind of a prosumer level um they're only like 150 dollars or something like that they're pretty inexpensive um and he recorded like a whole song using this mic on guitar using it on drums using it on vocals using it on bass just to prove that it was versatile and it sounded great and then also um it was in one of Mixer Man's books as like one of the best workhorse microphone brands for entry level. And I was like, well, you know what? I need something that's a little legit that I can use all the time. And I just intended to use it for a singing mic um, before I bought the the slate. Yeah. And um, it just got, you know, it got stuck here on the end of my boom arm and has never left. <laughs> so I I was using it for work for a while until I got this webcam. And then it just became one too many things to try to set up early in the morning. Yeah. And 
work can hear me and they don't need studio level vocals like like we do here yeah why give them the good they stuff? they don't care they don't need the good stuff <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i mean it's it's just it's uh it's really well constructed i don't you know if i i feel like it's like sure level constructed like if i dropped it on the floor i wouldn't even bat an eye yeah i could it's yeah it's solid um it doesn't i don't have a pop filter on it i just have the windscreen the foam windscreen that came with it yeah. Um, but I talk into it off axis, right? So I'm talking over it instead of into it. But yeah, for, you know, like for 150 bucks, it's a, it's a solid workhorse of a mic. Yeah. I think it sounds great. I'm still using the, the Cinco Mic D2, which is the shotgun mic. Yeah, that thing, that thing's a workhorse too. And that thing sounds great. Yeah, thanks. You know, and it's neat because like I'm sitting like, oh, maybe 18 inches away from it right now. Which is great. It's not like right in my face. Yeah, know. that's kind of a treat to be able to have it farther away and not have it, you know, have to worry about where your head is and stuff. Yeah, and it's got it's got good proximity effect. Oh, yeah, that sounds tasty. Which <laughs> maybe I should be doing, listeners, vote. Should I talk like this or should I keep going like this where it's comfortable? Well, man, when you, when you got close, you sounded like you were like like right next to me. That it's was like kind of cool. Broadcast voice. Maybe yeah, I should you sound be like doing you're this. in the room here with me. Does this cool. get silky smooth? <laughs> I don't know. It's almost it's almost creepy how close you sound. Like because dude, where really, are, you? are you next to me? I really have this like <laughs> silky smooth envy thing going on. <laughs> it sounds it sounds a little less relaxed though. <laughs> you know what I mean? You sound a little less laid back. I'm used to laid back, Doug. Okay. Well, that's because <laughs> I am laying back while we're recording this. <laughs> But the reason I was asking about your mic is because I'm considering acquiring a new mic for miking my guitar cabinet. Oh. And it's supposed to be good for that. It's supposed yeah. to have like good SPL and and it's uh it's a pretty flat response. That was the other thing too. Yeah. Is that it's a pretty flat response um mic, and that's part of what makes it general purpose. I would say the the quality of the construction, A, and B, the the flat response. Um because I used to use, uh, for all my vocal stuff, I used to use my Behringer B2 Pro, um, which I, I love. Um, it does have a little bit of a color to it. Um, it has a little bit of air to it, which is nice for for, for vocals because you're going to add that probably in post anyway in, in a song. Um, but it was a little much for podcasting, I thought. So that's an interesting thing too. Everybody's voice is different and, you you know, you're what you're using your mic for is different. So it, that's why everybody has like a mic locker and uh, I, I, people who get hung up on, well, what's the one mic for me? Well, I can't really say, you know, what are you going to use it for? And what's your voice sound like? It's kind of like you got to match the voice and what you're doing to the microphone. And it might take you a while. I mean, I went to AES one time and just tried like 30 different microphones and took notes oh, on which ones sounded That sounds good. That, fun. That's such a treat too, because you go to a music store and they're, you know, they How'd don't want to. Yes. Uh, I had a free pass. It was in San Francisco one year and I went down there. Well, it was a free pass or no, it was like a $25 floor pass. Oh, cool. And um, yeah, I went to like the AQG. I thought you had to be and, either an AES member or a vendor. Uh, not to get on the floor, not for oh, the trade okay. show, for the, for the, um, for the class, the courses and the, 
you know, the panels and all that stuff. You got to be a member. Gotcha. But yeah, that was a, that was a treat. Yeah. That was when I fell in love with the shadow Hills compressor because they had the actual hardware iron there. Um, you know, fell in love with Mojave microphones and AKG microphones and, and especially audio technica microphones. You know, I, it was a treat to be able to try out so much stuff. Um, because you can't do that in a music store. Yeah. And you're not going to know anybody that has that many microphones. And I was just kind of like, okay, this one, no, this one, no, this one. Oh, yeah, that one sounds pretty good. Um, and how's your average person going to know that? I have no idea. Yeah. Which is kind of why I went with the the Slate where you can use a software. on. It's a flat microphone and then use software that models classic microphones. Um, that you would never be able to normally afford. Yeah. Do you ever use it just like flat without any emulation? It sounds pretty good just flat without any emulation. Yeah. And then what's funny is you can actually use the emulation on your non on your non slate microphones as long as you have the plug. Now, can you apply emulation in post? Yeah. So you can as just it record, turns out you can. You can record flat if you want to, or you can record with emulation. Yeah. Neat. So you could. Actually, just record flat and then try a whole bunch of different mics in post. Exactly. That's exactly. That's cool. You know, and I tried to. I tried to last year, last summer when everybody was stuck at home. I, I tried to do that as a service, but um, either I didn't explain it very well, or nobody was interested in it. <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, send me your marginally well recorded micro." You know. Vocals from home. Oh, it doesn't for, have to for doesn't have cheap, to be recorded with the slate. Nope. You can apply the emulation to any recording. That is, that is correct, sir. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I will make it sound like it was recorded in a studio for cheap, and it was like crickets. <laughs> I was like, come on, man. It sounded like it would be a great service, but I don't know. I, I maybe I just cool. didn't explain it I'm well. S- I just sent you money. <laughs> <laughs> ding ding. You got paid. That's uh, yeah, that is one of the sweetest emails you can get. Yeah. So I've been, <laughs> I've been gravitating towards the, the Royer page lately, hmm. and I really think I'm going to end up with an R10. Is that a is that a ribbon? That's a ribbon. I've and always I, been curious about a ribbon because there's a couple different things. One, it pairs up with an SM57 beautifully, and they actually oh, make yeah. a neat little um, mic clip that holds the 57 and the Royer at at the correct angles. Is that right? Yeah. So you can so you can blend the Royer and a 57 together because those two are a great match. The other thing is is that the Royer is really amazing as an acoustic guitar microphone. Okay. And and I think that I have some options with my large diaphragm condenser. And the 57 and a Royer combination for a three mic blend with two mics on a cabinet and and then one. It would probably be what I'd end up doing is do the 57 and the large diaphragm on the cabinet and then use the the ribbon mic at the way that I've seen them, you know, the examples of how they're doing it like like in Royer posts and stuff like that is like at the twelfth fret on an acoustic guitar. Oh, okay. And uh, I don't know, you know, twelve to eighteen inches away, somewhere in that neighborhood. And I just think that would be really fun. Yeah, that sounds fun. And then uh, to take an acoustic electric track, you know, with like a jazz guitar or something like that, 
and uh, and record and and be able to blend in. My hollow body electric is is also an acoustic guitar, and so to get the acoustic, oh yeah yeah yeah, at the same time, to get that blended in with the electric coming out of the cabinet, I think would be a really neat blend. So I'd like to try that. Yeah, from what I understand, the um, and I've never listened to one. I don't think uh, the ribbon mics have a warmth that you don't get with a, a dynamic or a condenser. Like condensers can be mid heavy, or they can be, you know, they can have air on top, you know, crisp. And um, dynamics definitely favor the mids and the low mids. But I think the something from what I understand, there's something about a ribbon mic that just gives a roundness of a, a depth and a, and a warmth that's nice on vocals in particular. Um, but also I guess guitars, uh, even cabs, uh, if you get one that can handle the highest PL without disintegrating. Yeah. And the, uh, the R10 actually has a higher SPL for, I'm going to go look it up right now. Uh, yeah. For, I think you were telling me that. Mics. I can't remember. Like one sixties coming to mind or something like that. Let me see. That's pretty high. Let's see what it says. Um, yeah, it would be interesting to, to yeah, do a shootout. Yeah, I nailed it. 160 dB SPL for a ribbon mic. I mean, wow. you could like. Yeah, that's up there. You could do horns with that, you know? Yeah, yeah, totally. Huh. But it's, well, I think it's probably in the same price range as your slate, if I recall. Click, uh, yeah, the slate was on sale. I got it for 500 on sale. Oh, okay. It normally is around 700, 750, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, so the. The Royer is around 500 bucks, depending on what you get. You can get like a kit with a, a cable and a stand, but I don't want that. But uh, just get the mic and it comes with a funky little, I think you got to buy the the clip separately for the, that I was talking about. Yeah, I'm sure. Volt of 57. Sure. I can't remember what that was, like 25 bucks or something like that. And you're thinking of that exclusively for your acoustic? No, I think, I would think that would be excellent to have the 57 and the Royer on like my Marshall cabinet. Oh yeah, that's what I thought you were talking about yeah. first. But for my acoustic, I would like to, for, you know, for the the jazz guitar, I think that having the Royer on the guitar itself, and and then a fifty-seven and a large diaphragm condenser on the cabinet would be really cool. And maybe like pull the the, the LDC back a little bit and allow it to get a little room in it with mm-hmm. the fifty-seven up tight, you know, and then. And then the Royer getting the acoustic, there would probably be some bleed coming from yeah. the amp. But yeah, I think that that would be pretty neat to blend that together. Yeah, I think I'd like to hear that. So I have a question about um, multiple mics on cabs now, because you're talking about that sounds like you're micing different things with different mics for different, you know, different, qual- they have different qualifications and you're doing it on purpose. What about, I know you don't do a lot of recording or mixing these days, but when you were, or how do you think of it? This is a long preamble. Um, when you have multiple mics on a cab, are you doing it so that you can get the blend or that you have options or so that you can just hear which one sounds better later? Well, in the context of what I was just talking about, it's for the blend. So yeah. I'm, I'm imagining all three of these mics coming together and, and consolidating those into one track, you know, in a bounce at some point. Yeah. And then mixing that blend together. It gives you that versatility. Go, oh, yeah, that, that, uh, that ribbon mic, I'd like to get a little bit more of that in there. It's a little fuller bodied or something like that. And it's warmer. And that's, you know, bring that tone. And that 57 is a little harsh, but it's given some nice edge. Right, right. 
and then a little bit of room in the in the large diaphragm condenser. So I'll kind of treat it kind of like a room mic for the guitar or something. I don't know. It it would just I'd have to play with it, you know. Yeah, three mics. You got so much you can do. But yeah, good point. You could also do one take and have three different options. Yeah, because I get that sometimes. I'll get um, and and I have to make the decision, right? I'll I'll get sent, you know, here's here's the left guitar with uh, you know, the fifty-seven and the left guitar with a, I don't know, four twenty-one or whatever. Yeah, and um, like, do I pick one? Do I blend them together? Which sounds better in the mix? To yeah, what percentage? I would and just then, try. Know, I would. Yeah. You know, obviously, I know what, it's a case by case basis, but I just wonder what um, what you're what you're because if you're not the engineer, if you're not the one recording it with an intent, yeah, you know, then you have to kind of interpret. Well, the intent. I guess it, one thing that matters is is it the same take? In it's, this case, yes. What's that? In this case, it was yeah. Yeah. So you would have the option of doing either, right? Because you've got different mics on different takes, they're going to have different sonic qualities. You don't have to worry about phase cancellation if it's multiple takes with the same mic same thing you don't have to worry about that but if it's the same take i guess with the same mic and then it's been it's been copied or something like that that would be the only time you'd be you know really be concerned yeah, about yeah well i ch- i check it anyway because the mics are never going to be the exact same distance from the cone um you got to kind of check the phase yeah but um yeah, I do find that, and like you're like, well, I wasn't there, so I don't know where this was placed exactly. Yeah, <laughs> or See, how it sounded my, to you. I find but, my fifty-seven to be really boomy. Oh, you do? Because yeah. I was finding these fifty-sevens in the in the track I was I'm thinking of um, were kind of harsh and not so boomy. Oh, okay, so, I've actually got it on the cone. Okay, at the edge of the dust cap, and just the slightest angle. Not mm-hmm. very much at all. Then maybe ten degrees pointing into the or away from center. Yeah. And but with a big fat hollow body jazz guitar, it's just getting really booming. And I see, I see. And so I was thinking if I could turn that and just here comes Asia. She's excited. <laughs> hey. A scribble scrabble of the feet. Yeah. <laughs> It sounded like you spilled some M&Ms on the floor. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but anyway, the... Oh, she just bumped her head really hard, and it didn't bother her at all. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, so I... Like, I want more. I want some warmth and stuff, and that's what's... You know, the 57 has been driving me to want something else. So, okay, so now I'm kind of... I feel like I'm getting a big picture here. Um, you you converted your studio from a band recording and mixing and general purpose studio with with live recording setup to basically a master focus studio, but you have just bought a a new Epiphone head and cab. You got all your guitars lined up, and now you're looking for a, a Royer microphone. Sounds like you plan to be doing some songwriting or recording yeah, I like, of your own. I, yeah, I'm still playing. And uh, most of the time, I'm, I've am i just got, I've got another two jazz guitars. And, and the other times I am, I grab one. I'm never plugged in. And I just practice upstairs and, and 
and just do that. It just, whenever I, I can, I grab it. And yeah. I spend a half hour here and another half hour here. Sometimes I get a full hour and weekends I get more time. I just make that easily accessible and I don't worry about cables or anything, but I am writing stuff while I'm doing that. Yeah. I've actually got a couple tunes since I've been, Oh, I've been thinking that uh, I'd like to actually record them. Cool. Yeah, cool. But I keep in the impetus for the thinking about the Royer is that I, I haven't been happy with any of my tracking yet because I'm not liking the capture that I'm getting. I see. During my, uh, during my tracking right now with the jazz guitar. And are you doing your tracking in the same, you know, your converted mastering studio? Yeah. I mean, I've, uh, the back wall of my mastering studio is my guitar studio. And I just basically swivel around in my chair and grab a guitar. <laughs> <That's> cool. <laughs> <laughs> and and I've, yeah, I've got like four or five amplifiers and my guitars and pedal board back here. That's funny. Yeah. You know, I, um, I was say I have, I have yet to record vocals other than podcast vocals in here, in this, in this space. And I've only just recently recorded some guitars for the first time. And that was some, uh, kind of, uh, overdubs for uh, a track I'm producing for somebody. And, um, yeah, I've mostly been <laughs> mixing and mastering and podcasting and not actually creating anything and kind of it's kind of got me I, I feel a little itchy i yeah. feel like i got that itch and think you must have it too well i just even if i don't get to record i just want to continue to write stuff and and keep developing as a guitar player so that's that's something i always want to do i just even if oh it, yeah even if it never comes to anything it's just part of my <laughs> personal passion and the satisfaction of doing it you have to do the work, you know, and right. And it's hard to find the time to do the work. And and so it's, it's always a, when am I going to be able to practice today thing? And I'm always looking for the mm. opportunities to, to try and grab that. And so, you know, after we get done here, I know I've got at least a half an hour and I'm going to grab that and I'm going to go work on melodic minor scales tonight. That's what I'm interested in oh, nice. taking a look at. And then I'm looking at triads out of the melodic minor scale to start working on uh, how to write solo lines out of triads in melodic minor hmm. and what chords that would sound good in. So anyway, that's. Well, that's cool. And this is with your teacher or are you coming up with this plan on your own? No, this is just stuff I wanted to work on on my own. Oh, cool. Yeah. If I, you never, I, I figured out a long time ago, you never find the time for stuff. You make the time for stuff. Yeah. I took my guitar lesson budget for this month. Yep. And I joined a, a Patreon group Oh, for jazz guitar. And, oh, wow. cool. uh, and so I'm getting a bunch of ideas on things to practice out of this Patreon group. And I don't know, it's 10 bucks a week or something like that. And so I, I thought I'm going to do this for a couple months and just see how I like it. Cause there's like, there's more content than I know what to do with. Actually, it was a little bit daunting. Um, oh yeah. My initial re reaction was a little overwhelmed. <laughs> I know that feeling of where to begin. But then right. I, I just thought, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to thumb through this content and I'm going to find things that, it, that go, Oh, that's interesting. And I'm going to just going to look into that and take little deep dives. And, and then the next day do something different, whatever I'm interested in. I don't, I'm more, 
I just want to be happy doing it and have fun. Yeah. So what am I, ha- what am I like, what would be fun to, to work on today? So that's kind of where I'm at. So today I think working on melodic minor would be fun. So I'm going to do Well, that. that sounds really interesting to me. Uh, yeah, I feel like, um, what was I going to say? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, you know, like if, if you're overwhelmed, you don't know where to begin. Sometimes it doesn't matter. Just pick a spot and go. Yeah. And it's kind of nice because the, what I initially thought was, was confusing and overwhelming actually becomes just a grab bag of, yeah of what am I interested in today? You know, it takes about five minutes of looking through things and, oh, okay, here's a 10 minute video and some transcriptions. I'm going to go check that out, you know? So I got 10 or 15 minutes and checking out a video and on this topic and related concepts and then transcription that I can then kind of go noodle around with and figure out the lines that were being played in the, in the example and stuff, and then look at it closer and just whatever comes to mind. And then I try to always end with how do I make this musical and right. then start trying to write lines, out of, you know, using the concept, um, the scales or the, you know, whatever, or the arpeggios yeah. or the pieces, you know, like the triads. That's actually something that I, I always kind of discounted, but now that I'm looking at there, if you take a scale and you, you start breaking it down into the triads, you have a chord for, for every note in the scale. Right. And I'm just thinking, wow, you know, so here's like seven chords and seven notes that go all those chords. And so how can I make that musical? And for every scale, a <laughs> major minor. Yeah. <laughs> altered scale and melodic minor, which are for jazz. That's like the whole foundation of stuff right there. Right. Did you find the secret chord? Oh, I have secret chords. <laughs> I have chords. I've, I created. Nice. Nobody else knows them. <laughs> Too funny. Yeah, no, that sounds good. It's inspirational to me. I feel like going and practicing some guitar now. Well, you should. Well, yeah, after dinner. As I'm pointing my finger. <laughs> Got some uh, Go enchiladas enchiladas in the oven. After the after the enchiladas, I'll uh, practice some scales. You're going to get enchilada sauce on your guitar. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's possible. I've seen how you eat enchiladas. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I, I haven't seen how you eat. <laughs> They're pretty good, though. So, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it's more or less what you picture. <laughs> Actually, I'm kind of have this. I'm envisioning you with like, like a lobster bib. I don't know why. <laughs> well, I do. <laughs> I usually wear an apron when I cook, and I don't usually take it off for dinner. Let me put it that way. Okay. <laughs> so that's probably close to what you're picturing. It's not a lobster. I guess in a semi-related thing, I think I'm going to get the smoker out this weekend. Oh get it yeah. Cleaned up. It's, See, it was uh, like. It's, it's summer Easter here. weekend, so we're gonna. <clears throat> it's. I mean, we're. It was like seventy-five here today. Yeah, sunny and seventy-five. It's definitely grill weather. Oh yeah, I'd be it'd definitely be getting down. It's still. It's still. It was a little bit of frost on the ground this morning from overnight, but then it warmed up. Uh, we've had some wind, so it's been a pretty chilly wind. So it's still in the fifties and sixties here. But if it's windy, you can still put the smoker out, right? It doesn't but, like yeah, blow smoke yeah, everywhere. I, from what I understand, the smokers actually work better in colder weather for some reason. I don't know why. Uh, I don't know. Better able to maintain oh, heat see. inside or something like that without getting too hot. 
like like they can be more consistent or something. Yeah. Huh. Cool. Yeah, but anyway. Well, I think that was kind of a fun impromptu episode. <laughs> aren't they always? I think they are always, yes. You know, if it it's improv. And it is. <laughs> you know, there's nothing better than riffing and impro- improvising, in my opinion. I agree. I mean, who wants to play the same old thing all the time, you know? I do think like, that's kind of what makes this fun. It's just like yeah. coming up with all of this stuff on the fly. Like if we talked about the same thing all the time, like that would be like if you practiced your major scale every day for like two years. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but you got really good at it. <laughs> I did uh, that. Did you? Yeah. There was a time I was playing 15 hours a day. Oh, my goodness. And my parents were like, you got to move out. (laughs) (laughs) The only thing I've ever done for 15 hours is breathe. Yeah. (laughs) But, yeah, I didn't. You know, I was living at home, didn't have a job, and I'd wake up and play guitar. I think I, I had, like, gosh. There was two years of nothing but playing guitar every day. It was a long time ago. It sounds like my son with his recorder. He was um he was on his trumpet, right? And he decided last year to set himself a task of transcribing all of um gosh, what was it what was it first uh like all of the Harry Potter mute soundtracks, transcribing them for trumpet. Really? Yeah. And then he moved on to Pirates of the Caribbean. I mean, he went through each of his favorite movie series and wrote all the notes, transcribing every single score for trumpet. Wow. And then when he took a music class last semester and started and had to play the recorder, it was like such a basic music class. He was dying because he'd been he'd already played the recorder back in fourth grade and moved on from there. And he was back to the recorder again in college. But then he realized. He didn't have to pull out his trumpet because he could use the recorder to do all his transcription work (laughs) and just, and then just, you know, uh, you know, move it up a scale or whatever. And (laughs) he's speaking of which now I hear the recorder all the time. Have you ever tried guitar pro? I don't think so. Which is it's guitar centric transcription software. Oh no, 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 I have not. I guess it's got some decent guitar emulations in it to play back. So after you write your music into it, then it'll, you can, you know, when you play it back, it actually sounds good. <laughs> you know, oh, that's cool. Um, but it seems to be a really popular, I haven't used it and I'm just kind of inquiring because mm. it seems to be a really popular and kind of ubiquitous way for guitar players to transcribe and share music and create tabs and, and charts and stuff like that. And I'm, huh. I'm thinking about, I use Muse score, but I find it really, it's, it's a great program, but wow, is it way more than I really need. Oh, yeah. And uh, I was kind of thinking that maybe something more guitar-centric, like Guitar Pro, might be uh, something to look at. So I, I, there's probably a trial. I should try it out. Yeah, you know, I'll look into it because I've didn't really. i never really heard about it. I think it's around 70 like it bucks or something like that. Maybe our listeners yeah. are familiar with it and they can chime in on that, you know? That'd be cool. Yeah, listeners, if you know anything about Guitar Pro and you use it and you have something to say, let us know. So anyway, well. Yeah, well. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, yeah. for uh, tuning in to our ramblings and rantings. And I uh, <laughs> hope you have as much fun listening as we do recording. Yes, because we love to talk. 
We do. <laughs> yeah, some point, you know, sometimes people tell us to shut up. <laughs> Nobody's telling me to shut up. Who are you talking about? <laughs> so every, have a great week. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, leave us a review if you can. Tell your friends. And uh, we'll see you next time. Well, that wraps up another episode of the Indie Music Podcast. Please like and subscribe, share with your friends, or just leave us a review on iTunes if you like what you've heard. Find our social links and episode guide at IndieMusicCast.com. Until next time, keep creating. Keep creating.